Welcome to the Write for a Reason podcast. My name is Janet Wilson. I'm a publisher of Christian fiction for young people with Dernier Publishing. If you're a Christian and new to writing stories for kids and teens, stay tuned for encouragement, creative writing tips and actionable strategies you can implement immediately to become a better writer and get more books into more hands. In this episode, I'm talking to Pam Daunton, who recently launched her first book, The Dovestone, with Dernier Publishing. It's an absolute delight to have Pam with us. Pam lives in Lancashire, just across a field from the River Ribble, where her new book, The Dovestone, is set. She's a retired primary teacher and a licensed lay minister for her local group of churches, Balderstone, Mellor and Sarmalsbury. Aren't those fantastic village names? Last year, Pam was made a canon of Blackburn Cathedral in recognition of her positive ministry within the benefice. Pam has a real interest in local history and the changing nature of the local environment, which she combines with the plot of the Dovestone. She's married to Paul and they have two grown-up children. So welcome, Pam. Hello. First of all, congratulations on your new book. It's a gripping story for 8 to 11, set in post-Roman Britain. We can talk a bit more about the book in a minute, but first let's start at the beginning. Tell us... When did you start writing stories for children and what was your reason? I started writing for children just as I retired because I was aware that books within my classroom weren't always what I would want to use. So I had been saying for some time that I would retire early and write the books that I wanted for Ari in school. Oh, that's, that's a what brilliant idea. Little did I know how hard it would be. Yes, <laughs> we can talk a little bit about that too, can't we? <laughs> yes, it's a lovely idea, isn't it? Write a book and everybody says, oh, everybody's got a book in them, but it does take quite a lot of grit, doesn't it? It does. It does. So what drew you to write for a reason? Well, before I'd finished teaching, I'd already joined the Association of Christian Writers and I had went to their uh, writing days and I went to one in Leeds quite a long time ago now and you were there. And you talked about the Right for a Reason course. Somebody else was there who talked about how, I can't remember who he was actually, but he was a publisher. And he talked about how everything had to be really good. And I took those two things to heart. So when I uh, retired and arrogantly thought, I can just knock this novel off, and I realised I couldn't, I then remembered the course and found you again and went back looking oh, for Oh, that's brilliant. So you went on to do the Academy. And how do you feel that the course helped you? The course I thought was excellent, I should say. Oh, thank you, Pam. (laughs) No, I did. I thought it was excellent. Uh, It covers basically all the pitfalls uh, that you would make as a novelist. And it helps you to understand the shape a novel needs to be as opposed to just Mm. a story or a short story. So I found it immensely helpful and and I do still keep going back to it. Yes, yes, because we talk talk about some characters, narrative voice, don't we? Um, Yes. The the conflicts that you need, beginnings and endings. So yes, if you're listening to this and you think, I think I could do with some help, have a look at the Right for Reason (laughs) Academy. You might find that really helpful too. Indeed. So, Pam, did you doubt you could ever actually get to this point um, with books in your hands? Well, in readers' hands now. <laughs> well, I did the course. And after I'd finished it, I wrote a book. At the end of the course, I had 
a an idea for the story. Uh, it is the same story, the Dudstone. I had the title, I had the idea, and I knew um, what I was going to do with it. I started writing it in the modern time, and I found it so boring. I thought, nobody's going to want to read this. <laughs> so I then had the idea of, of setting it in the past. So I took a long time researching the past. Mm to the bit of history that I wanted to pop it into. So that when I eventually did write that book, it was so stuffed with characters that it really, I knew it wasn't right. So I got an editorial service, which I also did through you. And then um, when that came back, it said I had made absolutely every single one of the pitfalls that was in the right for a reason course. And it was at that point oh, I thought to myself, that's it. I've had enough. I'm stopping. I oh, gave up completely. I didn't realise uh, you'd given up completely. <laughs> I did. Uh, oh. For at least 12, 18 months, I think it was. Oh, dear. Uh, I just stopped. Oh, so what, uh, what brought you back on course? I went on holiday in the northeast All the time, of course, I'm praying because I'm a lay minister anyway. So, you know, and I kept thinking about the story and, I went up onto the northeast coast on holiday and I'm on the Black Beach. It was basically the colliery slag heap. It went out oh, for miles. Wow. And the National Trust are clearing it up. So we're on this beach and I'm interested because of the environmental change that they're bringing about and what they're doing. Paul's disappeared off taking pictures as is his want. And I find a stone on the beach. It's a beautiful stone. It is the shape of a holding cross or a heart, and it's sat in my hand. It's got little blue, um, I don't know, crystals at the top. And as I found that stone on a beach that's being reclaimed, the thought that when you're weak, I'm strong, passed through my mind, that wow. as God tells us. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go and have another go. So I did. I went back oh, to the course. That's brilliant, because then, part of the book, has a dove stone in it we won't better not give away any too much detail about that <laughs> but a dove stone is found so mm. it was a very similar kind of experience yes. for you I think that's that's why it meant so much to me to find this stone shaped mm. like a well it feels like a holding cross in my hand and now yeah. you have the book and now, now I have, have the book. book. So you persevered. We like perseverance. <laughs> so what was the moment that you realised that you could actually do this? Um, I'm still not sure that I am there, that I really feel that I can actually do this. It hasn't sunk in I, yet, has it, Pamela? No, no not, at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, and it has been such a struggle, such a long struggle, that even though I have the books in my hand, I still find it hard to believe that it's actually been achieved. Really, yeah, and I'm you've honest. done it. Well, well done, Pam. You've been brilliant. So t- <laughs> just give us a, a couple of sentences, a little bit about the Dovestone, just in case anybody is looking for a book for their own 8 to 11s or something that perhaps they could research as an idea for their own. Indeed. it's. I decided to set it uh, as Christianity is sort of just coming to Britain as the Romans leave so that we can talk about people finding faith uh, within it, which is the the point for me of, of writing the book. Um, it's about three children. The older one bullies the younger two. So we've got a lot of experience of bullying within it, but they find and are helped by a dubstone that they use to pray and the prayer gives them courage to turn around and to start again. Mm. So, and to face their bully. So, um, 
There we go, folks. The Dovestone. (laughs) Okay. If you'd like to see a video trailer for the book, you can find it. Where can you find it? You can find it on YouTube. So look up the Dovestone book trailer and you'll find it. You get a little bit more information there. Thank you, Pamela. That's really interesting. So what did it actually feel like to receive the first copies of your book? Well, it was that mixture of excitement and, um, I don't know, um, I was going to say fear is the wrong word, but that feeling that, well, we've only got so far. We've, right, we've yes, because you've book. got the other half to go now, the marketing Indeed. and the promotion. Yes, yes. So so there's that, that two things coming together, but great mm. excitement to receive it. Uh, but also that, oh, my goodness me, it's got to go out there in the big bang world, too. So yes, that. you've got to put yourself yeah. out there and really get, yes. get to grips People with are going it. People are going to read it now. Game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. brilliant. So you've learned a few things about marketing along the way. And we were having a chat earlier and you've told me about these things. And I, I think this is going to be really helpful for you if you're listening. Grab a notebook and pen because... These things are probably things that you will find either as you have, you already have your books, perhaps in boxes somewhere, or maybe you're coming up to getting your books and you're thinking, gosh, what am I going to do when I've got them? So here are five things that um, that Pam has learned about marketing. The first one, uh, well, I'll let you go. You, you go ahead, Pam. You tell us about these five things. Uh, well, the the first thing was that Having organised a launch and sent out um, really a very large number of invitations into the hundreds, it, the people who actually came were the people whom I'd spoken to mm. and who had understood my vision for the book and what I was doing it for. So that was something I didn't expect. I didn't get any, I don't think, that I hadn't actually That you hadn't actually to. personally spoken to. So that's a yes. really good tip. Um, yeah. Invite everybody that you know personally so give them a ring or yeah um, I wish I'd done more church or whatever and you wish you'd done more like because you probably would have had more more people that you think if you'd invited them personally yeah that's a really excellent um, tip so take that one on board folks my second one was I wished I'd spent time in advance thinking about what I would put in a press release um, because when opportunities came they came relatively one on top of the other Mm. and I didn't really have time then to think about it so I wished I'd got that press release written and ready well before the launch date and the date when people would become um, interested yes this this is really valuable because these are things that you don't normally hear about you we talk Mm. about the launch and you know all the lovely things and this is a really practical point isn't it Mm. if you're hoping to go on to radio because you went on to bbc radio lancashire yes i I got the opportunity on the sunday morning of the saturday i did the launch so there was hardly any time really think about it Mm. um and i didn't know about it until two days two or three days before which is how it works usually with with the radio and the newspaper it is always they want you there and then yes because it's current yeah yes yes so here's the tip folks learn from pam and um, have your press release set all set in stone before Mm. you actually get to launch and then if you do have an opportunity to uh, talk on radio or perhaps get a little something in a magazine or an, an article somewhere 
that you've got it already. Mm, mm. Great, Pam. Thank you. The other one is I wish I'd spent more time understanding the social media rules as well mm-hmm. uh, of, of what to post where and who to post. And some people that have been doing it a long time are really clever, I've noticed, at being able to mention their book along the back of something else. And I wished I'd taken more on board of that, what was actually going on. Um, so I'm now trying to do that, learn that as I'm, I'm going. Yeah, so that, is, it can be really tricky, can't it? Especially with groups and the yes. social media groups. We were talking earlier and you said they, there are kind of some unspoken, some unwritten rules yes. of, of engagement. So, yes. yes, that's really useful, isn't it? Have you found that different groups have different types of rules? Um, yes, I think they do. I, uh, if I'm using church things, I'm much clearer because I've been a minister for a long time on how to use that. Mm. Uh, and I can use that much more. I suppose this is what makes me aware of the fact that I'm not using the Facebook sort of writing mm. in the way that I am using the church things. Because that I know very I- interesting because school mm. and church and then writers groups are all very different. Mm. So oh, get, very to know, different. get to know your rules, folks. Get yes. to know your rules about what <laughs> is and isn't acceptable. <laughs> and, and who it is you, you're talking to. But yes. Who you're talking to, yes. And that's going to be different for everybody, isn't it? So whether yeah. you're into schools and teaching or whether you're something completely different, yes, get to know your groups. So here's a little tip for that then, that you, even while you're beginning writing your book, perhaps even while you're on your first draft, Get into those groups now and get to know people. Would you think mm. that's? Would you think that'd be a useful thing, Pam? Oh, definitely. People? Yeah. Definitely. Okay, yes, good. Think, okay, folks, yes. jot that one down. Yeah. Get to know your groups early. Yes. Okay, definitely. Pam. I think you've got one more, one more little tip for us here, haven't you? Yes. Something that you've learnt from marketing. Yes, I would say when you come to, you know, people talk about you have a cake with your book cover on, and that's easy to achieve. So you had a picture of your book cover on the cake. Yes, I did, which yes. which I ordered from. There's loads of companies out there that do them. Yes, um, and and that was a tip that Ruth Lee gave us, I believe. Yes. Was it Ruth who yes. gave us that one? So if you haven't heard that podcast, folks, pop yes. back and listen to the interview with Ruth Lee and she'll give you some, some more tips. Yeah. And that was one of them. So It was. But I think the important part of your launch is to get the right people together, your mm-hmm. team. Um, right. I think it's a, okay. I think it's a really good idea to have a team. It was for me because because I'm a minister, I know people in strategic places within the diocese and I could use that to my advantage. So mm. though I didn't get huge numbers of people to the launch, I have been able to make quite a bigger splash across the the diocese by using people that I knew already. And it was the uh, children's work minister Sarah who enabled me to get on to BBC Radio Lancashire because she knows the people and um, brilliant so so yes. it's about using thinking carefully so while you're thinking about your press release think also about those people you're going to have on your team yes. uh, to help you because things are always better if you've got more than one person thinking yes. aloud. Amen um, to that. Yeah. That's what it's all about in the church, isn't it? Working together, mm, indeed, um, uniting indeed. for a purpose. So your final tip would be get yourself a team around you and think carefully about what how people will be able to help you. And yes. People are usually very willing to help. But they me. are, absolutely. I was staggered mm. by how kind 
people no. have been. Yes. Uh, a, you know, people yes. that I, I've worked with occasionally, but they've really gone, Oh no, I like that idea. I'll come, I'll come and help me with that. Right. Oh, that's so, great. Um, so your launch was great. And so it's lovely to have drinks and cake and all those things, but those are kind of peripheral. You feel that it's the people who are key. Indeed. Yes. Right. Because it isn't just your launch. It's what you can do with it once you've done it that, that matters. Yes, because um, you're in it for the long term, aren't you? It's not just yes. a book launch. That's the beginning, isn't it? That's the it is. kind of the start of the race, isn't it? Now we need to keep selling. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to keep going. <laughs> and now, you know how to, now you know how to do and write a press release. You'll be right out there and using all your team for, for networking yes. and all those sorts of things. Yes. Well, that's really brilliant. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk with us, Pam. It's been an absolute pleasure. I know listeners will be encouraged by by this journey of yours because we, you know, we're writers. But once you get to the promoting, we suddenly need to be marketers as well. Yes. And that can be quite tough, can't it? So it um, everybody's little, little journey and some little tips you can pick up along the way is always really useful. I think actually the one thing that I would take away from this, Pam, is it just goes to show that if anyone is willing to be bold, to step out of the boat and is willing to work with a team that nothing is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> so before we, before we um, say goodbye, is there one last thing you'd like to leave with the audience, something to encourage them today? Uh, I know it might sound very sort of lay ministry, but I think the most important part of the process is praying for each other. Mm. I always have done. So get your equivalent of the dubstone in your pocket and get your team with the same idea, all praying for you. And I think that really helps because there's always something in mm. the way, whatever you're doing, there'll yes. always be something that just makes life more difficult than it needs to be. Yes, there's no but doubt about it. We're in a battle, aren't we? We and are. The enemy yeah. doesn't want children to read Christian books. Mm. So yes, absolutely key. Yeah, I recommend that to everybody. So thank you for that, Pam. I think that's perhaps the most important thing of all. So maybe if you, even if you're starting to write your book, you can get a little team of people around you who will pray for you, support you and encourage you as you carry on with your book. Right. I think that's probably it, folks. What's your biggest takeaway from the episode? Are you encouraged and inspired by Pam and what she's managed to do? Um, is there one thing we've talked about today that stands out for you? Um, do leave a comment and let us know. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss out on further episodes. I have a whole list of interesting interviewees I can't wait to introduce you to. And of course, I have lots more writing sh tips to share with you. Now, today, I have something really important to tell you. I'm doing a free Zoom training next week. It's called 50 Ways to Get Your Book Noticed. It's from a new course I'll be launching soon called Write for a Reason Book Marketing Academy. Now, if you go over to writeforareason.com forward slash training, you can learn a lot more about it and sign up for a slot that's most convenient for you. I'm running it four times. So that's twice on Tuesday, the 26th, July 2022, in case you're listening to this long after the event, and twice on Thursday, the 28th of July. So you can pick the date and time that suits you best and come along. Um, I'd love to see you there. So that's writeforareason.com forward slash training. 
when it comes start thinking about marketing and promotion we could easily get totally overwhelmed we're not salespeople; we're writers but we have to be both and um, as we've talked with Pam today it's an essential part of getting your book into readers hands 50 ways to get your book noticed I hope you'll be there and do share it with your friends the more the merrier don't put it off today is a gift to use wisely only you can write your book and if you've been called to write someone's waiting for it